All right. Well, welcome back. We're here with former Los Angeles Laker Dwayne Cooper. Uh, played with the Lakers in the 93-94 no, I'm sorry, 92-93 season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah. 92-93. So how are you doing today, Mr. Cooper? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm watching a lot of football today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. So one of the first questions I like to ask when I get a chance to talk to a former Laker, you know, how did you get started playing basketball? Like, uh, what made you want to play the game, and when did you realize you had a future in it? I was kind of a late starter. I, I would play with my friends. Um, you know, basketball season comes, everybody wants to play basketball. So basketball was a sport we played in after football season was done. And uh, so I guess it was about fifth grade that I got my – I played on my first basketball team um, at Luther's Park uh in in uh, Compton. So after that, the question was when did when did I feel like I had a future in it? Yep. I don't I don't know exactly when I felt like I had a future, but I knew when I was going from ninth to tenth grade, my high school started tenth grade. So in tenth grade that summer, uh I ended up being asked to play on the varsity team. I earned my way up there and uh we went to Tahoe and, and Back at that time, travel ball was a little bit different. So um, a guy named Don Mead, he's passed now, but mm-hmm. he was the one guy who, who uh, was our, uh, he was a West Coast. He had like a, uh, a scouting report and he, a scouting service, I'm sorry. And he began to interview me when I was on my way to t- 10th grade. And, uh, and from there, after playing in that tournament, I just began, I began to receive letters from various colleges and, and that was when, you know, I felt like, well, I, I can get my education paid for. And that's, that's when I began to think that, you know, I'll have a future, but not really NBA future. I just thought I want to get my college paid for. My mother can't afford it. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to get a scholarship and play basketball. When did I think that I could play in the NBA? When I was at USC, I had a I had a chance encounter with a guy by the name of uh, Norm Nixon. Oh yeah. And Norm was coming. He was trying to come back off of an injury, and at that time, you know, everybody didn't have their own facility, so he was on USC's campus uh, going to the gym to work out. And I was actually leaving the gym because we had already worked out, and I saw him going in the gym. He and Earl Curitan. So Calvin Banks and I went back upstairs to play with them and work out with them. And I decided I was going to play with those guys the whole summer once I knew they were there. And he told me, hey, you got a chance to play in the NBA. At that time, I really didn't believe him, but <laughs> I, still wanted to, I still wanted to go up there. I still wanted to go up there and milk him for everything that I could as far as the experience and, and what kind of things to look for and how could I improve certain, certain aspects of my game. Mm-hmm. So that was when I, that was the first time I really felt like, you know, because I was going to compete against him because he wanted, I, I was just going to play hard against him and Earl. So that allowed me to kind of see where I stood as far as a, a basketball player was against, to me, one of the, one of my, you know, guys that I looked up to a great deal as a kid. Um, so then at USC, you got a chance to play with, you got a chance to play with, you know, a player like Harold Miner, who went on to play mm-hmm. in the NBA few years 
uh, probably didn't live up to the expectations. But do you have any the expectations he had coming out as being, you know, a quote unquote next Jordan? But at USC, do you have any, you know, interesting Harold Miner stories that you could share? At USC, uh, I, I just know that he was a, a great player. He was he was a uh, a guy who came in and and, and <laughs> his first practice, he came in there in pants under his uh, under his uniform. So he was a unique a unique talent, and he had a unique he had unique <laughs> idiosyncrasies in habits prior to games and prior to different plays. I just I'd be doing him a disservice if I didn't if, if I didn't just say that right there. I think that uh he was a special he was a special guy. He was great for our team. Uh there was a we had a great mix of guys and I think he fit in he it's it's weird how he fit in, but he fit in great with our guys. We had a great group of group of guys and he was he was just a uh he was one of the spokes to our wheel. He was a, a good guy to be around. Really different from a lot of people, mm-hmm. but he made for greater. He made for great entertainment on inside jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Um, so being, you know, you go to Lakewood High School, go to USC, end up being drafted in the '92 draft in the second round by the Lakers. Uh, being that you were a local kid, were you a huge Lakers fan growing up? Absolutely, yeah. uh, absolutely. My, I was a. Laker fan, I <laughs> I remember uh, I was it was I get I guess it was my first training camp when I said to James Worthy I said, oh man I remember coming to you to you guys at, I went to the parade when I was in the sixth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet that made him feel old. <laughs> and James James Worthy said, Cooper, yeah, f you man. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just, and I just that was just that was. A, that was funny to me. That was a, yeah. that's a I thought that that was a, I didn't expect him to say that though. Like he was like, F you. Yeah. <laughs> so and then my you? first time my first my first time getting my first time getting dressed was amazing because just just being in for our first game, you know, you had Buddha was in there, you had uh James Worthy Byron Scott, you had AC Green. It was just like, man, this is awesome. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're talking about James Worthy, Byron Scott, Buddha, James Edwards, everybody. So the year before you joined the Lakers, Magic had retired. Then that year that you mm-hmm. did join, had he attended training camp and um, was able to participate in a few preseason games, I believe. So what was that experience like? When you, were y'all unsure if he was going to come back, or how did that work out? Well, it was kind of like they took it. He took the he, he took the rug out from under it because. We were in Hawaii, you know how back then we did all we did the training camps in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he was there for those two weeks. No one was, uh, no one knew about how to go on when you had HIV. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were HIV positive. So when everybody, I guess they got you got a lot of information, a lot of complaints or, or uncertainty with guys like, and just I just think that. Carl Malone was the one guy who was more vocal than any other. And they came out and they said those things. But once we got back from Hawaii, we had practice the next time. And and, uh, and it was odd because Jerry West had come to practice and Magic wasn't there. So then he informed us at that time. And it was it was kind of a bummer, you know, mm-hmm. because I, you know, that's the guy who, if you're a Laker fan as, at that time, as a kid, you, obviously that's one of the guys that you – you know and, and love that 
was him. So it was kind of a bummer. I thought I was going to be able to sit and just soak up everything from him for a year. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of a bummer. Um, then that season y'all participated in one of the more interesting NBA playoff series for one eight matchup with the Phoenix suns. Uh, you guys win the first two games on the road and look at everyone, you know, they had MVP Charles Barkley that year. Everyone thinks, so, or not the Celtics, I'm sorry. Everyone thinks the Suns are going to sweep you guys, but you guys take the first two on the road, lose the next two at home. Game five goes into overtime. Do you have any particular memories from that series? Uh, that's 1-8 matchup with Phoenix? I just, I know that we had, we had Eldon who played, uh, he played, he just played Charles Barkley very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to get him out of some of the stuff they like to do. And uh, it was just one of those series where we just matched up well. I think that most series are are based on matchups. And we had a guy who, who was big enough, had a big enough frame and, and, and enough athleticism to, to play him and give him troubles without help. That's, that's, you wrote that to game five. You know, before the season started, we were supposed to be one of the teams that were going to come out the West because we had Magic. Yep. And with without Magic, they said we wouldn't we wouldn't make the playoffs. So it's just one of those deals where you know it's like he made he made he made that one guy made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows how it would who who knows how it would have been if had he played? But, sure. Yeah. You know, it was that's what the prognosticator said that we would not make. It. The playoffs and we wouldn't win a certain number of games and I I I guess we went I think we went forty two and forty two. Forty I think we went somewhere like four I'm sorry, forty one and forty one. I think we went exactly five hundred. Then you spend the next season with the Phoenix Suns, uh, where you actually gotta be a teammate of Charles Barkley. So what are do you have any interesting tidbits you could share about Barkley? Barkley is I know I always tell people some people think that he's a bad guy. I said, no, you're getting it all wrong. He's a great guy. He's the one guy who you definitely want to hang out with. He's just—he's a good guy. He's an unbelievable athlete and a great teammate. So another question I like to ask former Lakers when they're when if I get a chance to talk to them, do you still play at all? Like, do you play any pickup, or uh, have you hung up your sneakers for good? Um, I'm a high school basketball coach now, so I I I I do a little bit with with the guys that are on the team. Mm-hmm. Um. Used to play in the forty and over at the Drew. Oh, cool! Uh, but that's a little there. You know, you get guys who are still trying to live out their the NBA dreams over there. So it's, yeah, you know, it's not <laughs> so. And it looks, I guess, it looks good on the resume, and you can, you know, play certain guys. But um, you know, I, I didn't play. I don't. I didn't play. I'm not playing this year in the Drew. I just, I just want to play to be able to stay in some kind of shape. Sure. I lift. I lift. I lift quite a bit. Quite, a, you know, like four or five days out of the week, um, and then I, I'll play and run with the with the kids uh, when I get a chance to. Do I? I play in one that's not as not as competitive mm-hmm. in the group, but I haven't played. A, I haven't played since. I haven't played a full court game, and oh, it's probably been a few months. We the last time I played, we did get to the championship. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was a few months ago, but I don't I don't play a great deal. I, I mean, I'll go and play pickup ball, and but I, it'll have to be a certain. It would have to be kind of a, a controlled area, controlled deal, because I don't want to go places where 
guys are trying to they can't play as well as you do, but yeah, I mean they and and they don't they don't understand that what the, the play they made was a dangerous play. Mm-hmm. So I I try to stay away from that <laughs> sure. as much as I can. But but I do I I, I play with the, I play with the, my high school team uh, when we had we're short or definitely play one on one where I don't have eight or nine other people on the court with me. I just be one on one. So now I I can. Uh, just get it all. Just show them things and, and and tell them why why they can't, you know, why how they can be better offensive players and what kind of things I'm looking for to to uh, to end up, you know, being better and helping us as a, as a team. Yeah, those uh, Drew leagues are a lot of fun. I, or Drew league games are a lot of fun. I went to a game a few years ago where it was the Drew league versus the Goodman league at a game in D.C. and you know, just that atmosphere with guys who you're, and there was like current NBA guys. So that league's a lot of fun. And it's cool to hear that you've been able to participate in that. Yeah. Well, I, I play, they have a, now the, the Drew, the 40 and over Drew is now done. I think that they're doing away with it because I don't know exactly why they were all, they're done with it, but Dino, Dino Smiley, he um, decided he wasn't going to be able to do that anymore. So we're just, I'd ask, I guess I stopped a couple of years before it all stopped. But the Drew, the 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 open Drew, where you got those twenty year olds and twenty five year olds, yeah, obviously I can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I appreciate all your time today, Dwayne. Uh, it's interesting to get to hear about your Lakers career and your USC career. So uh, yeah, I appreciate your flexibility and getting this set up. So thank you very much. Yes, sir. Great. Thanks again. Take care. You are welcome. You too.